Hey everyone, welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I, the Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never-Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator-backed company, we know what it takes to have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow and scale by taking over 24-7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on-demand support to help do that. Each week on this show, we bring on industry experts and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this session of the Latchel Property Management Podcast. I'm Ethan Lieber, the CEO of Latchel, here with our guests today, Anne and Mark Lackey, owners of Hire Smart Virtual Employees. Together, Mark and Anne have co-founded and run multiple businesses simultaneously for close to two decades, including a property management company at, in Atlanta, um, which obviously gives you big insights and a lot of experience that you can apply to helping other property management companies. Um, you also do coaching and consulting with hundreds of CEOs and executives, and you found three common core business problems in management, which we're going to dig into in this show. Owner overwhelm, staff turnover, and poor customer service and follow-up. So if you're a property manager and you're struggling with any of those issues in your business, stay tuned for the whole show. You're going to learn a lot. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ethan. We are so excited to be here. And of course, we miss our NARPM family. We do so oh, much. Yeah. Good to see all your good faces. good to see everybody and see you. We haven't seen it our is, yeah. <laughs> we don't get to do this in person. We're, we're across the country. I'm on the West Coast. You're over in uh, Eastern time and... Uh, but you know, at least we get to have some one-on-one -on -one conversation right now with a whole audience of folks to listen. <laughs> right now, you know, I think probably most of our listeners, a lot of them are part of NARPM, a whole, and I'm, I'm sure anyone that's a part of NARPM knows who both of you are, unless they've been living under a rock. Yeah, they call but, us Mark and Ann. Mark Ann. Mark Ann. <laughs> Mark Ann. Okay, great. We'll use the one joined name. Um, so yeah, a lot of folks part of NARPM, they know both uh, both of you and, and Mark. And we have a whole bunch of listeners that aren't actually a part of NARPM, and they might not know much about you or hire smart virtual employees. So I'd love to start with just kind of a high-level introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and your company. So um, I'm Ann Lackey. I'm obviously one of the co-founders, and um, Mark and I obviously do this together. Um, so the funny story about this, this happens, this is kind of like our intro story. So we, as you mentioned, have a property management company um, that has been in business for 15 years. And about- We've got a couple hundred doors. Yeah, you know, we, we don't really want to grow a whole lot. Like we're really kind of satisfied with that level, which for some of you guys, y'all want to blow it out the doors, that's great. But for some of you guys, it's okay to stay small. So let me just kind of share that with you. Uh, it's all about quality of life and what do you want to do? And that's a lot of what we're about. But the reason that Hire Smart started was because I had a marketing manager quit via text on my first vacation in seven years. And yes, oh, even no. now I'm just a wee 
bit bitter about that, right? Um, and so Mark and I literally were driving six hours back from our nice vacation we were hoping to have. And we started talking about, you know what? There has got to be a better way to stop. There's got to be a way to solve this problem. And then we can still be on the beach, but yeah. it didn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it didn't. And so we were actually in a mastermind event in the Bahamas not that long after and got kind of introduced to the concept of full-time dedicated virtual employees from the Philippines. Mm. And we're like- It was a game changer. It, it really was because it was like, it was a novel idea at the time. Like we had never kind of even considered that. Um, we, we hired our friends or somebody we knew that needed work and we let them work for us for a while you know, anything from stuffing envelopes or whatever. And we've been in business for quite a while, but we weren't really focusing on the staff as much at that point. So interestingly enough, again, for those of you who don't know what NARPM is, it's the National Association of Residential <coughs> Property Managers. Again, we've been members for a very, very long time. And we actually spoke at the 2015 Atlanta National Convention for about NARPA, virtual about virtual assistants. And that was okay. like Nobody a novel knew. idea. Like, <laughs> What's a virtual assistant? That sounds interesting. You know, we were doing. Yeah, we, we were, were doing that now. By that time, it was almost a whole year. We had started placing because we had CEO friends that go, what is wrong with you? You are happy. Uh, well, what has changed? And they said, and so we said, well, we hired, you know, Teresa from the Philippines. She's like, they're like, can you get me like six Teresas? We're like, yeah. oh, okay. And literally, we got an order at lunch one day. From a CEO that said, I need six of them. Can you deliver them in three to four weeks? Sure. <laughs> so my background is in HR and IT. So I already had kind of a lot of the skill sets for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then interestingly enough, so I told you we talked in uh, at the NARPM convention, um, got one client from that particular event who really has kind of been our, one of our biggest cheerleaders. And those placements are still working for her today over five years later. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of sticking power. And I think that's, you know, we talked about in the intro, overwhelm and uh, turnover, turnover, whether it be in our vacant properties, our owners or our re or, you know, residents or our staff costs people a lot of money. And so we try to do what we can to help. Of course, you have to do, especially if it's an employee, you have all the retraining you have to do, you lose all that knowledge, yeah. you put in the recruiting effort. Uh, speaking of recruiting, if, if we can kind of take a couple of steps back, I'm curious, like, how did you go about, you, you mentioned that when you started Hire Smart, you had already used virtual assistants for um, uh, like a, a close to a year and everyone's looking at you, so why are you so happy? What, what changed? Uh, how did you actually go about bringing in your first virtual assistant for your management company? So I love that question. Thank you for asking. That's actually the first time anybody's ever asked yeah, us that question. Usually we have to talk about... <laughs> how much time we spent analyzing and, and going through. Mm. We thought we had a great running business. So, so uh, the, the way we structured it and the way we're still structured today is we have a staffing partner. So our boots on the ground is in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And so he's a great operator, but he doesn't have a lot of the HR recruiting type experience for us people. He's great for this. So we've actually mm -hmm. kind of between his knowledge and ours, created this great synergy for our clients. So the, our clients get the best of both worlds, right? They get somebody who understands business. They understand the different roles and the personality types that need to fit into those roles, right? Mm. 
Um, we use a Fortune 500 testing and a, a assessment platform um, that we have actually, we actually, I sit on the advisory board for that particular company because of the way we use their software is so wow. unique. And we have adapted the US result for our Filipino workers. So we've so, developed an algorithm there. Because mm -hmm. in, in our business, you know, we looked at how we could use the virtual remote staff and found there could be some holes of whether our processes are ready, whether we're ready, do we get the right people to put them in the right positions? Everybody yeah. talks about DISC. Now, DISC is just one thing. Our software really goes through and analyzes way better and more detail of a drill down than something like gotcha. DISC. So through all those pieces, we learned and then we hired our first person and that was Teresa. And we put Teresa through the rigors of does this so the, fir the first person you hired, Teresa, oh, she had to go through like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she did great because, you know, and every week we're changing and adapting. This could be better. This could be better. Yeah. And soon we got a system down. We got our processes down. We got a, she helped us make our business so much better because it made us look inward of what we were doing, how we're doing it. And, and this is your management company, right? Yeah. But it's no, but no, again, no. it's our algorithms of how yeah. we so we 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 drink our own Kool Aid, right? I mean, we we started in our own business, and now we have many clients, so we use them and their their feedback to get better and better and better. And it in the beginning, it was just my gut of years and years of HR and again trial by fire. And fortunately, I, again, I, I was pretty good. Those are still working today in those companies, yeah. so I, you know, but. But our placements today, quite frankly, are far superior than what they were five years ago. Um, just because Ooh. Mark and I are all about how can we improve? How can we be better? Like we're never, we're never satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're continuously improving. Yeah. And there's a great benefit to our US clients because they can get staff that works very hard, very focused. They do a lot of work and, and saves our clients 60, 70%. And on the flip side, in the Philippines, we're providing careers. I know American, I wouldn't answer the phone for the next 40 years. That's a career in the Philippines because yeah. they, they graduate with high honors in college and there's no job. So they go to work in call centers. There's millions and millions yeah. of people over there. We take them out of that environment, put them in a better environment working with our clients. Full time, they get eight hours a day. They get to work 40 hours a week. We give them health care which is unheard of in this industry mm. from this perspective. So we create sticking power. And that's why we have VAs that are in their fifth year of working with clients. It's a career. It's it's their lifetime. And a lot of yeah. what we do now, so, so 2020 is kind of, I guess, messed with all of us. I mean, anybody that's saying, no, that, really? <laughs> that, is saying that today is the same as it was this time last year is crazy town. Uh, and so you know, our conversations are very different now with owners. You know, our, it's a strategic staffing conversation, right? It's about supporting your key employees. It's about having yeah. career paths for your virtual professionals as well, because, sure. you know, now it, it, it's the, the, the barrier of, oh, they have to work in my office, which is what we were up against for so long. So now the conversation says, okay, so I know working remote works, how do I get the very best talent? How do I 
again, enhance my key employees and make them happier? How do I give them work-life balance so that your boots on the ground people aren't like doing work that really isn't in their, what we call zone of genius, which is of course a nod to Gay Hendricks, uh, book called the big leap. And if you haven't read the big leap, I highly recommend that you do. Cause it's a great book. But, but we, we went through that with our staff and we went in and said, okay, if, if you were working in your zone of genius, what would you get rid of? And our property yes. manager, maybe yeah. the, the, the main thing, all was, the data, data work, you know, but, mindless, tedious posting yeah. things. Yeah. But it was, if, if I didn't get all these interruptions with these phone calls, you know, 40, mm -hmm. 50, 60 phone calls a day through the course and needing to be out in the field. How do you deal with those phone calls? And you don't drive and talk on the phone in our business. We want you to sit still. Right. And then all the emails and there's hundreds of emails that come in. And so she said, if you can get rid of the emails and the phone calls, I can do twice as many doors. And in our industry, everybody writes, you know, a person can do 80 to 85, hundred doors, whatever. Yep. So, our staff member, our property manager, went from 100 to 220 some doors by us offloading work and giving her an assistant. Yeah. Think about that. So I, we had had another property manager that left and had that other balance of those doors. And our one property manager says, I can do them all. Just give me some help. So I lost the salary of one property manager for the cost of a VA at a same, it was about 70%. So we took. And is that like eight, $8 ish an hour? Like what, what is like kind of standard cost? So our bill rate is $9 an hour $9. Okay. For, a, for an entry level customer service person. And um, that does include healthcare after, you know, five months. Cause I think it's important to take care of our people. It's a, it's a nice uh, salary for them. And uh, we actually, don't pay monthly we actually pay every four weeks so they actually get an extra pay period cool. by doing it that way um and so that kind of gets rid of the 13th month for anybody that's ever yeah, heard I mean, of that philippines are a little bit unique they in are. how they do labor <laughs> yeah they, they pay people on a monthly basis but they expect them to work the whole, whole month yeah and not every month's the same length so it's right? like a salary right. versus an actual hourly rate yeah so so sense. We saved so much money for our own business that, you know, certainly we kept half of it as profit, but we gave a bonus to our staff member, to Michelle, because she's taking more doors, right? Ooh, yeah. Money, sure. so why not bonus her? On so, things that actually make us money. Yeah. So yeah. We, we set up yeah. a program for her to make a lot more money. That's awesome. Okay. And we were more profitable. Think about it. It, it was a win-win for everybody. Well, and we, we made it so she gets paid for stuff that we don't want to do, honestly. <clears throat> kind of like we replace somebody to do the stuff she doesn't want to do. Same thing we on your side. We don't want to have to do. So I'm not out in the field anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not driving road warrior, going, looking at properties and doing different things. So we've been able to divide our business up differently. I think a lot of folks, uh, I mean, the idea of virtual assistance is more and more commonplace now in, in management and all kinds of other industries. But specifically for property management, I think where a lot of people kind of get hung up is when they start thinking about, do I bring, is it time for me to bring in a VA? They've got like a laundry list of things they know they don't want to do. But I think the challenge for them is, do I need to sit down and spend months documenting processes and like in a way that is simple to offload to 
a VA. And sometimes I think that that probably comes a little bit from the idea of not really knowing the level of sophistication of someone in the Philippines and underrating it when in reality, you know, they're far more capable. Um, but that's what I'm curious, like in, in terms of someone thinking about, do I need to write all these processes down and then do it? Should I go get the VA and then figure it out? What, what do you tell folks? So I'm going to start with saying most people shouldn't hire a VA. <laughs> and, and, and because the mentality okay. of it is, you know, I want somebody part-time or I want, I want them to do a task, exactly what you just said. I just oh, want I them to do a task. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. They'll go dark. They part-time, they, they need a full-time job. So as soon as you, so a lot of the challenges that people have are come in those couple of areas, right? They, they don't mm. know how to vet them. They don't know how to make sure that they really have the background, the skill set, and the technology and all the things that they really need to be successful. So that they have a misstep there. They have a misstep with, they don't know how to communicate with them. They don't know the technology. They don't know how to, to properly set it up for success. And so they've had a bad experience. And, and so, you know, that's kind of where, where we're very different. Yeah, because we heard that for years. Like, oh, I had a VA. It didn't work. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. Well, yeah, we start was. drilling <laughs> down and find out yeah. the problem wasn't with the VA. The problem was with you, <laughs> Mr. Business Owner. So. And so that's why we have the consulting piece of what we do to help them mm. That out. So, to, but to answer your specific question is, we have a methodology that we share with our clients about how to make it easier to develop those types of processes without it being so overwhelming for the, the for the person. Okay, yeah. um, and I think that that's something that really helps. Here's the, here's the if nobody hears anything else in this podcast, here's the one piece of advice I would like to share with all of you, which is done is better than perfect. We get And that's so, hard to get over for most get, business owners. We get owners. so wrapped up in like, oh, I got to have it all mapped out and I got to do it all. Here's here's what I ended up doing cuz I was I mean, I'm a perfectionist. Anybody who knows me knows I really? I know. <laughs> I am, you know, very very much uh I like things done well and I'm a high achiever and I take failure personally. So I mean, I I understand like a lot of those feelings. But where I realized was, okay, a full-time person, $9 an hour. I, my biggest fear was I didn't have enough work with him. Well, that was a load of tribe because I tell you, any property management business has more work. There's stuff that's not getting, done, not getting done in your business. Yeah, like if I can pull it's easy to find the work. Like I'd find yeah. bugs everywhere. Things that can <laughs> make you money or reduce your liability. Right. So yeah. what, where I got kind of my head space when I got started was, She's she's fifty percent effective. So my rate is at um, you know eighteen dollars an hour. Who cares? That's still she's only cheaper. It was still cheaper than what you were paying when you yeah. start adding payroll tax, the, all the benefits in there, the health care, and all that we pay here in the states. And then the risk too that I yeah. think someone in the Philippines that you bring in is going to be far more loyal because of all the things you've talked about versus the risk of a U.S. based person who. The, yeah, the turnover is so much higher. That. I'm like, your yeah. biggest competitor is the person that's worked in your office, has a relationship with your clients, and it's going to start a, yeah. a property management they, they, right down the street. Put a stick in yeah. the computer, download your database, and leave. You know, They're not going to do that in the Philippines. So, But we yeah. do do national background checks. So criminal we do background criminal checks. background checks on the people that we're, we're going to place in front of our clients. So we go to a very high level to ensure that those people are quality, 
that you know, they're not criminals that shouldn't cause any problems. But, but back to some of the things, we started working with our virtual assistant because we thought we were very, very well organized. If you remember in the beginning, I said, Teresa made us better because Ann and I go out of town for a week and then we find out what broke that we didn't have a process for, mm. We'd make a new process. So it's a transition. So, you know, finally we got to the point we could leave for three weeks and nothing was breaking. So we were really happy with that. But that doesn't come about initially, even if you're well organized. But most of the property managers from my expressions, uh, conversations with them, they express it. I have it all up here. And to get it out of here and into a file or into a piece of paper. So that's their that bridge is so hard for them to go because they want it to be perfect as Ann said, we can show them how to do it and it gets done. And it's pretty close to perfect. And then they have more time to grow business, make more money out of it, take more time with their family, spend time. You know, we took three weeks. We went to California, traveled up and down all over the place for three weeks and nothing broke. Yeah. I think a lot of times too, it, a lot of the battle is up here. It's in the mindset and the frame of mind that it's scary when you've been doing it all yourself, it's scary whether it's a U.S. employee or a Philippines employee to say, I'm not the one get, that's doing it anymore. I now need to trust someone else. Um, and it's absolutely true. I mean, the, the reality is you will always be small as long as you think that way. And for some people, again, that's fine. I mean, you know, there's been... There's been lots of conversations of how big is too big and how much of a mess that we do we want. For us, we're okay being small. I work two hours a week in the business and that includes a one-hour meeting. I'm good with that. I play probably <laughs> five hours in our property management business. That's incredible. I mean, that, what you what you're both describing right now, I think, is what a lot of property, uh, a lot of brokers and owners that start management companies. This is what they dream about the day. That doesn't whether they're 200 units, 300, 500, 1,000, 5,000, that one day they'll get to a point where they don't have to be the, that main gear moving the entire system and that they can instead be kind of, you know, watching and just making sure it all, all runs smoothly. Well, and again, that's a lot of what we help people, our clients with is those conversations. Like, what is it that you want? Do you want to grow? And if you do, here's the staffing plan to, to do that. If you want more time, which is, again, what we wanted, here's your staffing plan for that. And so the strategic staffing part is, is part of our process that we help our clients with on an ongoing basis. COVID changed a lot oh, of gosh, people's staff. Oh. and. And, and how does that work? And so, you know, I would say probably most of my consultations with clients right now is in that strategic relationship. Who do, who's the key players that we need to keep? Who do we need to support? What does who's that look like? Who's I not coming back? Who's not coming back? And how do I how do I backfill that position and, and rearrange? And so, for those of you guys that are listening, that go well you know, that's great, but I'm not really sure. Have a conversation with us. I mean, we, we're all about our core values. Part of what we believe in to our core is that we always want to leave people just a little bit better off than before they met us. That's a, that's a, something we talk about yeah. on a constant basis, whether it's it just a smile to a stranger on the street, to having a conversation that says, you know what? You're not ready for this. Mentally, you're not ready for, for this. This is what you need to do because we don't want to just take somebody on to take them on. We we have a lot of time, energy, effort. I mean, I I 
I pray over our placements. I care about them. I, I, I truly, you know, we want to take care of their families. We affect you know, thousands of people by the time we're all said and done. And so we want to make sure it's a good fit for the for our clients that they they understand kind of how we look at these people. It's a true team member. It's not somebody on the other side of the world that's doing a task for you. Yeah, because we don't we don't accept everybody that comes we to don't. us. We <laughs> don't. Sometimes we're having the conversations and they say, you know, I'm at about 80 doors and I want to grow, but I don't. And we start drilling down with them and spend some time and find out that they really don't. They want to make that their business, all they want, their baby, all they want to do. And they go away. And then there's other people that come to us that really want to grow and want a way to structure their company to get to a bigger point in the future. And we can guide and help them with that. Because we yeah. live in a relationship. I mean, this is not a, we're not a, a, a provider. We are a strategic partner in what we do. And I think that is probably a, a pretty big differential. Uh, yeah. And I think the other big differential that we that we have that most of our competitors and again, I don't think anybody really does it the way we do it. But, you know, as a broker owner, I hand select your people. Me. I don't I have obviously I have staff that helps me. But with that final list, when, when you're interviewing, I pick those people for you. And less than one percent get to that. And point. less than one percent get Ooh. to that. And. Then I spend a week after you select somebody, I spend a week, me, reviewing their work. It's a property management certification class that I created for my blood, sweat and tears that I know that they need to know. These are the basic foundation things that they need to know to be successful. Are they going to be amazingly know everything about property management? No, <laughs> they can't. But, you take six yeah. months our business. I don't care whether you hire locally. I don't care whether you hire remotely. It takes six months for people to really understand. Some stuff what doesn't we happen, do but once a month, it. once a quarter. Once if property a management was that easy. NARPA wouldn't even exist. Right. So. Right. But I think people have these unrealistic expectations. And so, yeah. you know, these are, these are some of the things that we just always want to be really clear on and say, look, you know, this is an investment of time, energy, and effort. Just, just like you wouldn't have your in-house person show up and give them an office and say, Thanks. Go to work. Bye. Right, right. Well, actually, that, that's a great thing for us to dive into next, because I think what folks are going to be thinking is like, all right, this all sounds good, but like, okay, I, I want, I want, I want to bring a virtual assistant, and what, what do I start with? And I think we can actually probably go back to some of these three core problems you, you talked about. So maybe we can dig into uh, each of these. Um, uh, we'll start with the owner overwhelm. Um, and so maybe you can speak to that. I mean, I think this year with everything going on with COVID and how landlords, are, you know, as you know, are, are kind of panicked, they're freaking out. Like if, especially if they can't collect rent or need to evict, you know, the laws are all changing. There's moratoriums. Um, so I'm curious from your perspective, what, what's been kind of the biggest bind for your customers recently in terms of owner overwhelm and how do you see uh, virtual employees kind of helping with that? So I think the biggest thing for owner owner overwhelm is what's happening. I mean, let's face it. We've we have an unprecedented where we haven't been able to evict people for almost a year. Are you kidding me? Like this never has happened before, right? Yeah. So, so again, if, if if you don't have revenue coming in because you had contracts where you can't collect, if unless rent comes in, I mean, so I think there's been a lot of just overwhelmed with that. And let's face it, it's been stressful. It's been a stressful year, I think, for everybody. I think we can all agree on that. So the but owners are wearing many hats. They are. And they're they trying didn't. to figure it out. And but they're but I think where we help is 
they don't have to figure it out alone. It goes back to that partnership relationship that we were talking about, you know, where we do that strategic staffing and go, okay, let's rate your people. Let's mm-hmm. your in-house people, the people that you have, let's talk about them. What are they doing for you? Do we need to restructure their duties? Do we need to, uh, where do they need the support and how can a virtual professional underpin your key people, just like we were talking about with mm-hmm. ours, right? What kind of support do they need? And as soon as we have those kind of conversations, the owners kind of can see it and they go, wow, yes, I can do that. And a lot of my first time clients go, you know, this sounds great. I'm not really sure it'll work, but it's so cheap. I just got it. I just got it. Why not? Right. right? I mean, seriously, that's sometimes yeah. my conversation like, I don't care. I'm so in, I'm in so much pain right now that even if it works half as good as you think it might work, I'm in. So be helpful. Yeah. Those are the ones that are at the end of the first week. Yeah. At the end of the first week, come back to us and say, oh my gosh, they're more productive than my local people have been this person. (laughs) Right. I got, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's the, that's the part that we love is that literally, and I have had multiple clients that had their first one and literally before a week was done said, I need three more. I need four more. I need six more. And because they, they can start seeing the vision. And they can start, they start seeing how this can, can work. And sometimes, you know, honestly, I've had conversations with one, one client in particular, he goes, not only do I suck at hiring, but I suck at managing. And I said, okay, let's, let's solve that problem. And helping them with structure of, of how to do that has yeah. really changed the business as well. So owner overwhelm is definitely something we saw. And, and the ones she's talking about, the owner is happier now. Because- oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he, he understands he his weakness, and so he's offloaded that weakness and does what he likes to do. Hire that professionals to do the things you don't want to do. See, <laughs> you've been talking a lot about companies where you, they'll have other staff. Um, so you'll have the owner, you'll have like a couple team members, figure out what team members, what the, they do best, find find the space <laughs> for your virtual assistants. How about folks that are doing it alone? Like those solo... Exclude them, <laughs> and actually, I wouldn't want to exclude them. I mean, what is it yeah. that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing? What, what do you want to do? Where it's your zone of genius? Do you like going and getting accounts? Is that do you like working with? Well, I don't know too many people that go, yeah, I want to work with the residents, but if that's your gig, hey man, whatever. Uh, right, right. <laughs> so, so it's it's really having that balance because because you are the most key employee in your business. <laughs> so you, you, okay, I, I just want to make sure that it's not like. This, that wasn't, it's not to say you have to wait to have other U.S. employees no, before moving forward. Then Florida, small entrepreneur. I think his wife worked a little bit with him, but I think she was doing some accounting. But he was the sole person doing the business. And he says, I want to grow and sit down with me and give me a path to grow where I can bring on virtual staff because I don't want to create a big office. I don't want to. You didn't want in house. Yeah. So create a, virtual staff model for me to more than double. So it's still, he's alone. His wife's still doing some of the accounting, I think, yeah. but he now has somebody that really does the accounting. Somebody's doing the maintenance. Somebody's doing the leasing. He still has to be the boots on the ground. So he gets in the car and does the, the local stuff, but all those other phone calls, those emails, that coordination, all those other things that are happening go on without him having to be involved in every day of that. So he's grown his business. I think a lot of uh, smaller companies that are like solo entrepreneurs have 
sometimes make the mistake thinking I need like the US based team first. And my personal philosophy is that you can actually scale more quickly if you figure out first how to do the opposite rather than first figure out how do I bring in the US folks first figure out how do I define processes well enough and iterate those to actually make a virtual staff work. And, and also it's way more scalable as you both know, because it's much cheaper and you're going to get someone far more loyal in the Philippines than hiring someone US based to, you know, as soon as there's like another offer, you jump ship. Um, that That's really awesome to hear. And actually we, uh, you know, I, I work at Latchel with many uh, property managers who have all VA teams and, you know, we'll use Latchel as well but they've built their entire staff with uh, virtual assistants. And even from my perspective, actually, Latchel often works best when companies have a virtual assistant infrastructure because it's usually those uh, virtual assistants that are like our point of contact. Right. And it, it just offloads so much. So that's, that's really awesome. I love that you um, are doing that for like the solopreneurs as well. It's a game changer. And, and, the, and the, the VAs get so much more done. They don't have the disruption. They don't have the interferences that your local staff does. And and, it, and it's really interesting because they can be so much more productive. We, mm -hmm. we have one client that hired and gave somebody, the new person, two weeks worth of work and went to Thailand. And <laughs> one week. Yeah, Not after even one week, week, it's four days. Yeah. Wow. One, next Friday, it's like, what do I do next? And she's like, oh, my gosh, give me the weekend. So over the weekend, she generated more work so she could be gone for two weeks in Thailand. But she said That's that awesome. literally from a U.S. person, that was two weeks worth of work. And she was shocked because literally she ended up having to pay the, the virtual professional for one day that got no work. You like gave her the day off and said, oh, I don't have any. Yeah, I'm not ready for it. So it's it, they're just so much more productive. They're so focused. And that's why you enjoy working with them because they're focused on what they need to do their job. They don't have to worry about all the other things going on. Yeah. Well, I guess like, why do you think that is like, is it just that the U S employees are just bombarded with distractions or is like something else going on? Well, I think it's two things. One, you know, a, a lot of people go, well, I don't want to work with the Philippines because they're working in the middle of the night. And I, I'm like, it's quiet in the middle of the night. There's nothing else to do but work. And this is a like it's not familiar to our culture because we're like, well, why would anybody work in the middle of the night? Well, in the Philippines is cooler. <laughs> like, so it's a lot more it's uh, comfortable. It's quieter. Yeah. They can focus on their family and getting their kids off to, to school. It's a much more it's a much more communal environment than we have. So when you have like a sick child or whatever, there's other people in the household versus here in the U S like most of the time it's like, I have to be, if I'm a mom, mm -hmm. I'm the only yeah. person that can support that. Our granddaughter that was sick the other day or something happened. So mom had to Stay take home. the day off. Now she was already home, but she couldn't work. Yeah. Cause they require your attention yeah. but if they're asleep in the middle of the night. You. Yeah. So I think that, that that's probably part of it. I think it's just culturally Ooh. different. We actually had hired a business consultant about probably eight or nine years ago. And we were talking about this was before we had hire smart and they were talking about employee productivity. And he goes, yeah, you know, the average productivity for a, an employee is 60%. And I said, you mean three days out of five? That's all I get. Like, like, uh, yeah. And you're doing pretty good because you're at 65. I, wa I wanted to like little a little bit of vomit came up in my mouth because I'm just like, whoa. 
That's yeah, terrible. So, so 60% of a day, that's almost five hours. So what's the balance of the day? What's going on? And we don't have that big a loss with our staff in the remote yeah, location. Not at all. Yeah. We, I can tell you, like, from our perspective at Latchell, we saw that, too. We actually, in uh, until 2019, we had, we were, I think, 95% U.S.-based mm-hmm. staff. And it got to the point where we were seeing such, so much more performance right. overseas. Uh, we kind of developed a mixed model. Um, you know, we're a mixed model, but that's not to say that's what I would endorse. I generally endorse like start remote, start virtual, start with a virtual assistant, build your processes that way. It's far more scalable. And then as you need, you might find certain things like you just can't do in the Philippines. Someone in the Philippines can't go drive to a property to do a walkthrough. That's never going to happen. I need to plan a sign. We'll hook it up to the Right. I was going to say, can we, can we use these drones from over there? I don't know. Okay, exactly. Maybe one day we'll have like robots that can be remote controlled from like a you know, drone bot, go to the property and do a walkthrough that way. Who knows? Sure. Uh, let's talk about staff turnover though. Cause that, that's, I think one of the big reasons uh, any U S company should look at uh, a virtual assistant. Um, we've talked a little bit about it and some of the reasons it happens, but what do you see as the biggest reasons for staff turnover um, that are unavoidable. So in U.S. based, because we'll talk there, and then if you want to talk about Philippines, we can. Sure. Uh, yeah. So usually the reasons, honestly, especially in today's, is the fact that there's a lot of competition for attention. And what do I mean by that? You know, just like we were talking about, you know, I have not have to homeschool my kid during the day in addition to doing all my other duties, right? I may have to have other things going on. Um, and so that is a distraction. <laughs> I think that turnover is is because people get tired of doing the same work. I, mm. I think a lot of times, again, turnover is also because expectations not being met. And I'll say that's the same for for no matter who you hire. I don't care what nationality. Like if you if you really want to to have, reduce your your turnover, it's all about investing in your people. Mm-hmm. And it's all about giving them clear kind of what are your, what is expectations? And this is a part that literally I'm on a mission to change because people don't understand that most people, and I do believe this in my heart of heart, most people would do their best to hit a target if they know what the target is. Mm, so yeah. often as business owners, we, we don't give think we've given them the target, but the mm. reality is we just had it kind of in the back of our head and we've never voice that target it's, it's like a secret expectation right We're, and so what happens is we just get mad like we they're not meeting our expectations and we think we've told them and, and we haven't and so now we're just mad about it and, and they feel, feel that, that. They, they understand that so they go down the street and abc property management needs somebody and they make 25 cents more an hour right. or whatever and, and so you know i think i think turnover has a lot to do with those those CEOs, those whether again, wherever you are, who can communicate their their vision. You know, why do you do what you do? Why is you know? Because again, every property management ha- got into property management for a different reason, right? Yeah. But I think when you can articulate why you do what you do, um, and for us, when we got started, we wanted to provide high quality uh, living spaces for the low to medium income 
or wage, wage earners. So mm-hmm. literally our original portfolios was little two bedroom, one bath bungalows that we made very, very nice. It rented for $700 a month. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's a nice that's 20 price. years ago, but, <laughs> but again, it was, I mean, yeah. you know, they were always full. And we always took care of the people and treated them with respect. And so, you know, again, so that was our vision, right? And so when we brought people into our companies, it was about, this is, this is who we serve. This is, this is who we serve. This is what we're about. You Mm. need to understand this about us. And that helps you attract the right people. Cause if you are in alignment with your vision, your core values, those people are going to stay longer. But the problem is, Nobody wants to take the time to sit down and go, well, what is it that's really important? Yeah, absolutely. Where are we headed as an organization? So they um, leave. So they leave. And then they call a hand and say, hey, somebody just left that, that answered my leasing line. How quickly? Oh, a couple of weeks. We can have somebody, two, three weeks. We and in, have- your, in your consulting process, do you, do you basically bring that CEO back to basics? Hey, what is the vision? Like, how do we share that? Yeah, a lot of times I do. I, I mean, I'm not going to make them do it. But she doesn't sugarcoat. But I don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, fundamentally, it's like people are people. Everyone wants a purpose. It doesn't matter what country they're in. Oh, it doesn't. Like, yeah. And, but I think, you know, Mark and I spend a lot of time looking at that. Like, what is it? How has it changed? What has it changed? Who do we serve? And and so it, it tends to just grow. Because of the conversations we, so it's for us, our core values aren't like stuck on a plaque somewhere. We never talk about them or think about it, right? I mean, yeah. these are things that we talk about, and when we make decisions, we go, "Okay, how does this, how does this fit in alignment with what we're doing?" And yeah, how does we're it further doing? what we believe in? Mm-hmm. And is there purpose in it to move that along? And and we do that with everything in our business. You know, we're we're presented with opportunities. All and, the time. <laughs> yeah. Somebody somebody came the other day. Hey, you want to manage a 16 unit apartment complex? No, we don't specialize in that. A lot of people just take it on and stumble and learn and trip and bruise up their nose from, you know, right. the wrong way. But, uh, you know, we know what our business is. And if we can help other owners understand the focus on the right business, then you eliminate a lot of the problems and it allows you to grow just organically. Yeah, I think the two kind of like fundamentals are like, okay, well, what are the like the core principles that we all want to to share? I think the other one that people don't talk enough about, but uh, you're you're using different words, but you're you've been talking about this in this thread, which is you are what you measure, and when you have an employee, that employee is going to do whatever you're measuring. And so, for example, you know, let's take a BD. because it's actually pretty easy to measure sales. You just look at activity. Did you make X amount of calls? Did you close X amount of deals? That's probably the easiest thing to measure. And so oftentimes for sales, you don't have to do that much work because everyone knows like what the criteria is. It's like, how many deals did we bring in? How many calls did I make? But for every other position, it's not that clear and you kind of need to define it, right? I would would respectfully disagree. I I think especially, so let's use maintenance. So I'll give give you an actual this happened to us in our business. So we're going to yeah. share some dirty laundry. Let's so, do it. Uh, uh, I'll share some of my own too. We'll make it a fair <laughs> trade. Get dirty together here. So, um, you know, when a few years ago, we were looking at our work orders and some of these work orders were 
Yeah. A little we, old. We have a weekly <laughs> meeting to go over different areas of our business. And one component is the maintenance and the work orders. And, you know, so we print out open work orders and there's seven pages of it. I was like, oh my God. Why are there seven pages? So that's when we were transitioning and adding staff to support our property manager. Yeah. We created a system for her that every time a work order came in, was entered into the system, goes through everything, and we get the bill, okay? And everybody in our business knows. There's a lot of steps from the call or the email or the online system tells you that something's needing work on, and you get that final bill and you enter it, so it's charged back to the owner. Yeah. And those things weren't happening, and we wanted to find out why. Well, what we did is we created an incentive program that, that if mm -hmm. that order comes through and that entry into that property, so it's billed to the owner, happens within 14 days, you get a bonus as the person managing that job. Yeah, Isn't that's that great. great? Yeah. So... <laughs> Was the bonus millions or? <laughs> no, that's, a million, that's actually a million dollar. Uh, that's a solution, solution that's worth millions oh, of dollars. Well, yeah, the more the more scale you're at, you know, the better you can do with yeah. processing oh, those. I did payroll today. I terrible thing to have oh. to do, but I, I I'm a numbers guy. I came out with CEO and a CFO background and, and sales. I'm a really unusual, weird. weird person, but um, <laughs> so I'm doing payroll and you know. We've got seven different things in our payroll besides our base salary. Base salary just pays enough for somebody to live. The other things are incentives for us to get stuff done. Oh, interesting. Well, can you share some of those? So, you, well, you talked about the uh, 14 day timeline, right? Yeah, On a so, that's fine. so it's a KPI. So is it, was it open and closed um, within 14 days? So that's one. And that's easy to track in your software, right? So, so let's kind of, we won't talk about ours because again, our phone's got a little weird about that. And like, so I don't want to, uh, okay. I don't want to cover any anti-Sherman. Oh, cliffhanger, cliffhanger <laughs> for me. But, no, no. Can't talk about dollars. but I'll give you some examples. So, sure, sure. so, so where, when do you make money in a property management? Well, we make money on maintenance. So that is, that's one thing to track, right? We, we make money when you place tenant, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you would create something about the length of time of the vacancy. So property comes available, somebody moves in. How much How time would you that? give that so that all Do the- Do you guys have a uh, KPI or is there a, a, K, a number you're trying to hit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do KPIs. We have like KPIs crazy. everywhere. For each role in each each department. Because so. usually it was like, I didn't have time to put in the MLS today. So well, sorry. Okay, well, that's now working against you. So people are beating their doors down <laughs> to get those things done because there's a reward program set up, getting that empty property fixed, repaired, because I make money on yeah. the repairs and all, and then on the market. So get somebody to move in because I'm going to make money in the front end and doing the repairs. I'm going to make money when they move in. For so managers listening, can you give that a timeline that you target for the turn? Uh, it's going to depend on how big the turn is. We do some really big turns. Oh, okay. So sure. some of them are, are going to be extensive, but those are done and it goes on the market. You're, you're going to, you're going to want somebody in, in about 14 days. Oh, God. okay. That makes sense. It's, I see it's been 30 okay. days in the past, but if, if, if that turn occurs 
and certainly we have to look at, it. I got one that's got a $20,000 rehab going on right now. What would normally be paint and carpet. I mean, there's a lot of other things going on. Yeah. So when, when you, so I want to give people a process rather than us going into. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so look at things that make you money and, and what would be an average and what's a really good result, right? So you want a bonus on really good results and you want to also bonus things that are doable. Cause here's the thing. So many times, and I actually talked about this uh, at the NARPM convention this year, is a lot of people set targets that are way, way, way above because they think, oh, if you shoot for the moon, you'll get the stars. That's a load of trite. I think if you shoot for the stars, you'll get the moon. Whatever it is. You're shooting for something, getting somewhere that you want to be anyway. Well, you know, we We leave that to Elon Musk. (laughs) Yeah, right. What matter is, like, we want to build people's success. We believe that success breeds success. And so we would rather do what one of our coaches says, which is pull the target closer, right? Allow them to have success. Because once they start feeling like it's not so overwhelming or it's not so far out of reach, then you can change the target a little bit. But it builds you, confidence too, right? right? Yeah. And yeah. they just, you know. Yeah, I want it laced away. up in seven days. That's almost impossible in, if, if you're, qualifying and processing an application and going through all those pieces, you, yeah. you look at that, you can't have it where it's razor thin, make it reasonable. Today's market is about 14 days. And, and that's in our market, maybe totally different where you are. So, so in look, San Francisco, it might be like 90 days at this point with yeah. the so issues they're having. Money. And then the other thing is where are you losing money? What's costing you money? Mm. So I'll give you an example of that that actually happened in our business. Again, opening the kimono, sharing our dirty secrets here. So again, a few years ago, we had our workman's comp uh, audit. We didn't think anything about it. No problem. Well, one of our vendors dropped their workman's comp. And actually to use them, I had to pay $500 because they dropped their workman's comp. And I had to cover it through... Oh my God, that's not happening again. Was so. that that was like a fine? No, it's no. Somebody's got to cover. If, if I have workers, oh, I see what you're saying. Cover all my trades and my staff. I don't have to cover Ann and I, but I have to cover all the trades. So if they don't have, I see. In this particular vendor had it. The, the rate <laughs> was 19 percent of their billing. I had to cover it so that everybody. Mm-hmm. Was covered. If there would have been an incident, claim. my my worker comp would have covered them. Yeah, so now, okay. what is something that we keep a real close eye on? That's right. Expiration dates coming up. So prior to an expiration date of a certificate of insurance for worker comp and general liability that we require, our virtual assistant is on the phone to the carrier, mm-hmm. state farm, whoever it is. Hey, I need ABC companies. Certificate of insurance for both liability and worker comp. Well, they don't have that anymore. Ooh. Ooh, that vendor goes on hold. So yeah, so you call the vendor, say we can't, we can't work with you anymore unless I withhold nineteen percent. I'm just curious. Do you guys do these incentives and bonuses for your virtual assistants? Uh, we don't. You can, and you in some in some cases you should. It depends on how you're structured. Uh, for us, we we just pay them well. <laughs> 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 they all have KPI. Yeah. 
they and again their career path does include that they've got to meet these this. in order to get their their uh, their career established and done bonnie's really bonnie's only been with us about a year and a half she actually i backfilled her her position because i moved her predecessor up to my to hire smart so she's now the training and development manager who started out as the leasing started manager. Out as leasing, manager. Yeah. You know, leasing there, there's not as many vacancies now so leasing's not as a full-time job um but when we brought bonnie on she was able to do that take over the headache of chasing down insurance certificates and many other things so those <laughs> are built in and then she knows her predecessor got elevated into a managing role and she has that opportunity there. But our local oh. staff, Americans need that incentive. Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, just, yeah, makes yeah. sense. So get, you you get those things taken care of. There's a bonus in multiple areas that you can get on your paycheck. There's seven different ways. And another one, we weren't getting demands filed oh, yeah. for properties. Now, nobody knows what that is in COVID because you can't demand anything, right? <laughs> but I need to demand for payment and then yeah. I have to follow up. I've got so many days I need to, you know, get in touch with the attorneys. I got all these pieces and all these steps. What would happen is somebody get behind like, okay, yeah, well, I want a demand letter to go out and the seven steps after it taken care of. So we don't see that now because of the, the rules and the laws and all. But when those steps were taken care of, our person got a bonus pay, for all those demands followed all the way through. Usually it meant the people would send the money. Right. They, they just need to be reminded. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Priority mail that, oh, you haven't paid? Oh, honey, did I thought you sent the check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, so I know we only have a few minutes left, and I wanted to get into the third category, which is customer service. And I'm, this is one of the ones I'm kind of most excited to get into, particularly because I, I, I believe that from what I, I mean, working with virtual assistants at Latchel, I see a much more uh, kind of customer obsessed culture in yes. the Philippines than in the US, to be frank. <laughs> I'm curious what your thoughts are. How do you actually help companies overcome poor customer service problems? Well, let's face it, you can't, and I, I love our people. I love Michelle, our one employee who works with us, but she does not want to be on the phone with anybody. I don't care what you do. She's not going to call them back. She's not going to do anything. She ain't having any part of that. Well, that doesn't necessarily work in a good property management company. Kind of have that, good that doesn't always <laughs> you know, yeah. Bonnie, who we've talked about, you know, she'll call everybody that's seen a property back the next day. Are you going to apply? Like she'll even ask them. She's not just, Hey, did you see the property? what do you think? Are you going to apply? Can I answer any questions? I mean, literally she'll yeah. run through our, the whole our leasing manager that texts their resignation. Never. Did that, that went to lunch and never came back while we're at the beach. She never had time for follow-up. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Bonnie took over that job. Well, it wouldn't mind, but at that point, Teresa took over that job and had the opportunity to call everybody back, get everybody in the door, do all the showings. And then was sitting there saying, what can I do next? Right. Like I'm ready. So we elevated ourselves in the follow-up. We do the same thing with our maintenance. We have follow-up. So where the process starts, it ends with our VA making sure that the tenant's happy. Everything's done. Every Otherwise, you know, you go in and the plumber took a hole in the wall and six months later, there's still a hole because you weren't reminded of it. Bonnie calls and they hey, the plumber left a hole in the wall. Okay, we'll send our drywall guy. In the New work order. order. And then they're calling 
the vendor and saying, hey, I need that billing because if you don't send it, I can't bill my owner. I've got to have that by a certain period of time. Yeah. And so that follow up, it's just it, it, it elevates your level of service to everybody. We call it our happy owner, happy tenant process. I mean, seriously, because it's literally it is a process that we've created in our company that anybody can create that is really just marrying everything. And, you know, this dealing in maintenance contractors yeah. drop the ball all day long. Oh, I tried to reach him. I forgot. Right. Yeah, We're going to sub you out. Right. But that it yeah. requires good communication. So we actually get people who love to call our office because they just think Bonnie's the best thing since sliced bread. Cause she always answers the phone on the first call. She's very peppy. She'll answer the question. If she doesn't know the answer, she says, I'm not sure. I'll get but right I'll back find to you. out and, and gets right she back gets with them. To either me or Michelle and asks whatever question. Oh, and we had our staff meeting this morning and we, out of that comes our to-do list and she's in every staff meeting. She's in every coordination meeting. She's part of this team. She's so she's there. right there. Yeah. And so I'm, Ann wasn't there, but I, you know, I'm delegating work and, <laughs> People are getting into, and so Ann gets an email today that here's the jobs you need to get done. And and come Monday, she'll, she'll be pegging her again. Like, did you get <laughs> done? What's left? You know. Right. So and, it allows and she us stays not on to top drop of stuff. all of us. Yeah. So it allows yeah. us to drop stuff. So if I have a broker question, because a, a resident has a, let's say right now, lease termination, how is that being done? You know, that's not something I want anybody in my office to deal with other than me, because I am the broker of record and I'm responsible for my my placement. So I need yeah. to do that. Right. So she'll remind me, have you, have you contacted, have you emailed, have you done whatever you need to do? And um, she says, I've got that bulldog you hear about on somebody's <laughs> Won't yeah. let go. Let go so. But people feel cared for because of that. People, they don't feel annoyed. They feel like, wow. And again, a live person answering the phone. And she's always market, smiling on the phone. Right. She's, you can see and feel and you know that. You hear in the tone, there's the. So huge benefit that we we do and again when you look at the things that are costing you money in your business if you're not answering your phone love if you're not returning those phone calls if you're not following up, up on applications if you're not asking for applications if you're not you know checking with every viewing to see with a feedback we had one time where literally we said as a property manager owner your stairs look like crap. you need new carpet on you the need stairs. new carpet on the stairs they said Oh, we don't need. Well, when Bonnie gives them a report at the end of the week, this says 15 people said the stairs look like butt. Do you now want to change it? Yeah. So <laughs> change. Got to tend it in and immediately. Like in the next week. So, you know, that's just, again, it's just the feedback and follow up and all of that that makes it yeah. really so I think at this point, we, we've heard about like how you screen, how you do your certifications early on. We've talked about the, the three kind of core problems you solve. My guess is at least half of all of our listeners are saying, I need to get a virtual assistant through Hire Smart. Um, one of their questions is probably, well, how long does that process actually take? So maybe you can give me a snapshot of that. And then let's talk about how people can connect with you. So it takes about three to four weeks. So unlike other BA companies that have a pool of people in the back office, I curate the people. And I yeah, we don't just say, here, you take the next one, right. whether they're the right person for that job. I spend a lot of time, energy, and effort curating those people. And I, like I said, as a broker owner, I make the final decisions as to who my people, who my clients get to it's see. It's like a property manager put the wrong tenant in. They don't, they don't work out. You've got right. to put the wrong tenant in. So we don't just have a line of people. It's like a line of tenants. You don't let the first one in. 
we find the right person for that individual. So it takes a little bit of time. It does. But it's so not if someone comes to you today, they can have a VA. And that includes my one week certification too, yeah. where I'm, cause again, we've all hired people and we thought, oh, they sound amazing. They look amazing. I know they're going to be amazing. And then, and then a week later, you're like, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, Monday's yeah. okay, yeah. Tuesday, they're like, oh. Can't find their way out of a paper bag. This is a bad hire. Now you're stuck, right? Yeah. I fire them off and say, they're not good enough to work for you. We need to try again. Um, because a lot of times, even if, even though we're really good on assessments and we're really good on all of that, here's what I found. Our assessment software and the, the profiles that we have are spot on. What they get released from service with isn't because they're not smart enough to do the work. It isn't that they aren't capable. It's their communication skills aren't good enough. That's and you can't find somebody's communication in a day. It takes yeah. several days and a very rigorous uh, process to test their communication in a lot of different ways to really get the bulk of that. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so three well, to four weeks. You've convinced me. I'm pretty sure you've convinced anyone else listening. So how can folks actually get in touch with you guys to find their next employee? Well, if they're yeah. ready right now to talk to me, you can go to www.meetwithann.com and set an appointment. If you're not really ready yet, you're kind of intrigued and you want to learn more about our process and how we work or maybe see some of our testimonials or other resources, you would go to hiresmartvirtualemployees.com and you we have tons of podcasts and information there. We encourage you to spend some time and kind of, you know, just look Just around. Poke around. See what it. other people say. We've got testimonials here. We've got information that'll be very helpful. But if you are ready to talk and yes. go forward, meet, meet with, with Ann.com. Super simple. Like just pick a time that works for you. I'd love the opportunity to have a conversation. Those conversations are no commitment. It's really about, you know, is it a good fit? Is it a good fit for you? And is it really kind of in our wheelhouse? Because we're not for everybody. You know, like I said, we don't we don't just take every client. We really want to make sure that you want to love these people, that you want to care for them, that you want that dedicated team member. You want somebody that's curated and trained and ready to do the work that you need them to have done. This is beautiful. And Mark, thank you both so much. I know we've been meaning to do this for a long time. For everyone listening, meetwithann.com. And that's A-N-N-E. It's either because I didn't yeah, want to make it. We bought both. <laughs> it's either. Okay, perfect. All right. Genius. All right. But it is A-N-E if anybody wants to spell my name appropriately. That is correct. <laughs> but but that's either okay. will work. Yeah. com. You'll find your way there however you do it. Um, or HireSmartVirtualEmployees.com. And for anyone watching the video, they can see your name right there behind you and nice fancy letters with the, with the logo there. Um Thank you both so much for coming. I know we've been meaning to do this for a while. Great having you on. I'm looking forward to when we can meet again in person in a conference. Fingers crossed for 2021, we can go back. But thank you both. No, yeah, thank, thank you. you. We, we appreciate it. the time. We love Latchel, so thank you for all you do for the industry. We appreciate that too. Of course, we'll, we'll keep doing our best. And um, same to you too. And for everyone listening, uh, do your best too. If you're interested in more topics on property management growth, you can head to propertybrew.co and subscribe to Latchel's weekly newsletter where we focus on industry innovations, growth tactics, things like that. A lot of our podcasts also get posted there. Um, Mark and this one will go through propertybrew.co as well in, in a week or two. Um, 
So if you're not on that list, go join. Everyone listening, go join that. And make sure you stay up to date with future sessions we do on our Crowdcast. You can follow the Crowdcast channel at crowdcast.io slash Latchel. And of course, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Latchel. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Mark and Ann, thank you again. Bye. Have a good day. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five-star review, too, if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to latchel.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together, maybe not, but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is. So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks, everyone. See you back next week.